0: That's stamps.com. Code program.
1: Sometimes it is that immediate reaction of, okay, but why us? Like, Why can't someone else do it? And mm-hmm. I guess sometimes the NHS, where there's that immediate distrust of, okay, why, but why us? Like, Why our community? And that is distrust of how black bodies have been treated historically. And I guess naturally um, spills over when you're trying to get people to talk about uh, donation first and foremost of talk about the reasons why black blood actually matters
2: you are listening to the dope black man's podcast i have georgeline from black blood matters uk joining me today so black blood matters uk all about demystifying black blood donation um inspiring a new generation of blood donors so welcome to the podcast thanks so much for joining
1: Thank you so much for
2: having me. And we also have Ifoma, the tribe coach, so life coach for mothers and dope black mum of three. Welcome, welcome.
3: Hey, hey, thanks for having me.
2: (laughs) Right. So I wanted to have this conversation because I think there's a lot of fear around blood donation. I think there's a lot of, a lot of myths, a lot of just things that are just simply untrue that keep people from donating. And mm-hmm. um, it's so desperately needed. It it literally is life-changing. Mm-hmm. And um, when I donate, I always love, I don't know about you, Georgeline, but I always love when you get the little text message and it says, your donation has been used in this hospital. And you're like, oh my God, I've just helped someone. I could have just saved a life. It's, it's a really selfish, selfishly, it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like it, it feels mm-hmm. good. So I wanted to talk about, all of that and more, really. But how did you come to start Black Blood Matters? So it actually started after I became,
1: well, I guess, in a nutshell, it started after I became a blood donor. But like going back to that moment, so I had wanted to donate blood for like a couple of years before I actually did. But it was something where I like I had a friend who she was white, and she and her boyfriend had a thing where they donated blood as often as they could, and it was kind of like their thing. And I always used to think it was so cool. Um, yeah. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time, so I kind of thought, oh, okay, when I get a boyfriend, we can do with this. His. Couple guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That didn't come to fruition as I expected, but another one of my friends. Um, she posted on her Snapchat that she was like, it was a picture of her donating blood, and I kind of just like popped up and just asked a few questions, and she was just like, "Yeah, go for it." I signed up. So, how up, long like, had you
2: been thinking about this before you actually did it? So it's crazy. I think it was like a, two years at least. Where and, and what was
1: the resistance for you? What was holding you back? I guess just not really knowing. I didn't other than my friend I didn't really know of blood donors where to go like how to like get started with it and I I didn't even really know about I didn't know about the need for more black blood donors like that only became apparent after I'd become a blood donor myself so right. I guess because of that it was something that I thought would be nice to do but I, I was completely unaware of the fact that black blood donors in particular were and are in demand mm. yeah. so yeah I became a blood donor and at that point I was informed that I had the RO subtype which was which is um, more likely to be found in those from Africa and Caribbean that's, heritage and is a subtype that's particularly important for those that gold, have the
2: liquid gold
1: Exactly and particularly important for um, those that have sickle cell and at that point I realised like this whole time so I'm um, from Sierra Leone and sickle cell is something that is quite common in Sierra Leone and is quite spoken about so I'd known about sickle cell my whole life and it kind of dawned on me like the fact that all this time we've been talking about sickle cell and what we can do but it's never once been mentioned in conversation that being a blood donor is something that we can do, which is really like wow, impactful for the community. Yeah. yeah, we have a solution right here. Yeah, literally, like something that we can do immediately. It's not something where we're moping around and thinking, "Oh, it's so sad." But yeah. something that we can literally just sign up yeah, to become a blood donor minutes. right now. Yeah, exactly, and it
2: saves. It generally does save lives. So that happened. Literally so you first donated and what and what were the steps from donation to black blood masses
1: mm-hmm. so donated found out about the need for more black blood donors and at the same time i was looking for a topic for my dissertation which i kind of thought oh, okay it would be cool to like look into um i studied marketing so i wanted to do something that had the marketing element but was more in social impact um was looking for a topic and kind of just had like the need for more black blood blood donors in the back of my mind. But long story short there, I proposed it as a topic for my dissertation. So looking into um, how social marketing um, techniques could be used to encourage more black people to donate blood. Realised there was oh, just wow. not a lot of literature on it at all. And that's where Black Blood Matters first came about. So it was actually my Aww. dissertation title. Looked into it and through that had lots of conversations about like with the community about like yeah their donation behavior and did quantitative quantitative study and yeah finished my dissertation and then after that point I kind of felt like oh okay I've done a lot but there's still more to be done like I've definitely looked into the topic but I wanted to do something that felt a bit more um yeah like hands on and yeah. that's when i started the uh, instagram black blood matters
2: yeah. and, and got the ball rolling amazing well done for doing that whilst yeah. all doing all of that that's amazing um you. have you had any negativity it's so like i wouldn't say overt negativity
1: but there's definitely been a lot of resistant both resistance both from our community as well as i guess people not quite understanding um, why black blood matters I guess it's that argument yeah. of like black lives matter but what about other lives and so blood there's sometimes that reaction of okay especially in the climate where with racism like there's the like the saying that oh well we're all the same we all bleed red or like all our blood's mm-hmm. red and that definitely is true but it kind of counteracts the fact that there are certain subtypes amongst our community which then means that Having blood donors from our community is something we need, and not every one is the same in that respect.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: so that definitely took like it, it. comes with the hurdles of just having to explain to people because I guess sometimes it is that immediate reaction of okay, well, why us? Like, why can't someone else do it? And mm-hmm. I guess sometimes the NHS, where there's that immediate distrust of okay, why? But why us? Like, why our community? And that. It's distrust of how black bodies have been treated historically and I guess currently where it just comes with that resistance anyway so yeah that naturally um, spills over when you're trying to get people to talk about uh, donation first and foremost of talk about the reasons why black blood actually matters to then um, yeah educate them about the importance of blood donation.
2: Well, well done for pushing through all of that and still carrying on and starting the platform, because obviously it does matter. And yes, we all do have bleed red blood, but these different types really do make a difference. It's yeah. the difference of kind of um, diesel and petrol. It's completely different trying to mm-hmm. get, you know, it, it, your, your system won't function. If you don't have that's to a write. really
1: good analogy. I've never actually yeah, thought of that's it how like I that. think about yeah. it.
2: Yeah, yeah, You can't function properly. Um, you you can use it, but you're not going to be running as efficiently as you need.
3: Yeah,
2: um, mm-hmm. and that's obviously what we would hope every human has a right to. And in our community, this is what we're lacking: these blood types, these um, your golden blood, which is what you know. Which is the big stuff, which is what we need, which is why we need more black blood donors to give uh, more blood. Mm -hmm. So can you talk through any myths that are just, that you keep on coming up against that we can maybe just squash right now or or demystify any of the fear?
1: So one big one is like donating if you have sickle cell traits. So a lot of people think that if you've got sickle cell trait that automatically means that you can't donate blood and whilst like if you don't know that you've got sickle cell trait you can still donate blood and if you do have sickle cell trait yeah that definitely doesn't mean that you can't donate blood um so yeah if you're sitting there thinking that oh I'd love to donate blood but unfortunately I've got sickle cell trait that is something where it's it it comes up a lot and it's always positive when people actually know their genotype because that's another thing that's super important Mm. but it also yeah it doesn't need to stop there like even if you've got sickle cell trait they the nhs just asks that if you just let them know on your at your first donation um and yeah they just will know how to yeah go about what they do and like make sure that yeah your blood can be yeah it's still just as effective for saving lives
3: as so do they, any other do they ask you like before you go um like to fill out something that says what you think you've got or you know like history or anything like that
1: so they give you a questionnaire to fill out before you um, actually go into donate before they do the iron test so that questionnaire it tends to look at um behaviors or uh health things that you might be aware of and you can Um, flag it there but after you donate blood say for example if you didn't know that you had sickle cell trait Mm. for those of ethnic um, background they do actually perform um, a test to see whether you've got sickle cell trait so if you don't know that you've got sickle cell trait they will actually inform you after your first donation to say hey we did a screening and you have got sickle cell trait but again it doesn't mean that you can't donate blood in the future they do a filtering technique which just makes sure that yeah the blood is safe for when it's actually used for the patient and as long as they're able to filter the blood in the way that they need um yeah you're absolutely fine to donate blood
2: um even I think if that's you have sickle cell trait i think that's yeah. a big one that myth i hear that all mm. the time anything else that comes up for you so I guess like things like tattoos and piercings,
1: yeah. like I get people saying, Oh well, I got a tattoo, so I can't donate blood and then I'll be like, Oh, and when did you get your tattoo? And they'll say, Oh, two years ago, and it's just like, Ah, <laughs> oh, well, you only have to <laughs> typically wait a few months. There's a few things so for like um tattoos, traveling to certain countries, um, piercings. Uh what else are there? I think those tend to be the most common but yeah for different countries the NHS has a page where you can just type in the countries and the country that you've traveled to and it'll tell you if you have to wait until you can donate blood and if Mm -hmm. you do it will tell you the number of months you have to wait and same again if it's tattoos or any other um, anything else that you might feel that might stop you from donating blood for example if you have any other if you've got an underlying health condition and want to know whether it impacts um your ability to donate blood like it's super easy to find out which is something where like we use google for everything but i feel like (laughs) i'm guilty of it myself when i wasn't sure of the process of giving blood but yeah either type it in on google or type it in on the nhs give blood website and it's super easy to find out if it's going to be something which blocks you from donating blood or stops you um temporarily from given blood in a particular month but yeah tattoos and I guess like just drilling down again of the need for blood donors from our community I think there's this myth that or this assumption that oh okay if we don't do it someone else will and like really stressing the fact that They can't. We do have subtypes from our community, which just makes our blood more effective. So, us ignoring the issue is not going to make the issue go away. Like, this whole idea of, oh, okay, well, white people donate blood. So, that's fine. Like, that this is an issue amongst our community that directly impacts our community. So, us not rising to the challenge and like being there for each other and stepping up. Uh, for one another will mean that it will just continue to impact people that look like us. So, yeah, yeah, that's one thing where I think, like, yeah, just this myth that, okay, well, someone else will do it, someone else will do it, that is something where it's not the case in this situation, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I just think someone else can't do it, can they? If you're thinking Mm -hmm. of the kind of the the petrol-diesel analogy, Mm -hmm. it just... There are certain things that you need to match the blood type, don't you? Being anemic and low iron, does that mm-hmm. come up a lot for you?
1: Yes. And on a personal level as well. Same here. I, was... I started <laughs> crying last
2: <laughs> time. I oh. failed twice. <laughs> <post.
1: laughs> Especially, it's like you get so excited and you know yeah. what you're doing as the impact. So it's just like you're ready, you just want to help. And it's just literally. like ah. literally. Yeah. Yeah, that was me on Sunday, like at my (laughs) own, like at the event. So many people were to come Ah. and donate blood. It's just like, okay, it's my turn now. And it's just like, unfortunately,
2: you're not able ah. to
1: donate blood. So I definitely, definitely encounter it on a personal level, as well as a few of our donors weren't able to donate due to iron. But I think it's definitely good motivation to just, yeah, remember yeah, like little tips to increase your iron, yeah, and during your like, yeah, just general, like your diet, and um, also just not being like I know for myself, like my time of the month definitely impacts my iron levels oh. at that point. So,
2: to so kind of plan when you're gonna donate, you mean mm-hmm.
1: that would make sense? Because then it just means that three days I reside or like a week I reside just helps you not having to go there and then have to wait three. Months or any, like, yeah, depending on what your iron levels are, it will Uh, depend on how long you have to wait. But yeah, yeah, kind of being disciplined with yourself because it's definitely hard when you get excited and it's just like, oh, I really, really want to donate this weekend. Like, if you feel like, oh, okay, my iron levels, like, whether you can feel in your body or whether you just kind of know because of your time of the month, pushing it back just so you can, yeah, give yourself a fighting chance to be able to donate blood. But yeah, it's definitely something that is common and it's another reason why we just need more of us donating blood because Uh. the more of us that we can it just means that if someone's not able to donate on one day someone else can and there's still that good um yeah a good level of blood donors to meet demand
2: can you talk us through the process because i think again some of the fear might be that it feels a bit long but can you Mm -hmm. just take us through Mm -hmm. the steps if if you haven't donated before?
1: Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, to be able to donate blood, you'd need to register as a blood donor. So what they typically say is if you weigh between 50 kilograms, and I don't want to get the upper <laughs> end wrong, Something but I bel- believe it's... Um, if, as, if you weigh a minimum of 50 kilograms, and you're in general good health and... What's the last one? Yeah, I think that's, those are like the two key things. If you're in generally good health and weigh at least 50 kilograms, oh, and you're at least 17 years, 17 years old. Pregnant? Um, so if you're pregnant, they ask that you wait, I believe six months before you're able to donate blood. So you can't donate whilst you're pregnant. And then right. um, let me just triple check that. I'm <laughs> <that ends laughs>
2: checking over here. So, you've exactly. got the over 17. Okay, that's good yes. to know.
3: But okay. I think the pregnant one would make sense as well because you're generally a little bit lower in iron when you're pregnant as well, isn't it? Yeah, so, and
2: baby probably needs, yeah. needs all the nutrients. Yeah. That At that point,
1: you're already given life, so. Yeah, It's okay. You're, you're you can doing stand your down, You, you can
2: stand <laughs> exactly. down, can't you? You're doing enough. <laughs>
1: So yeah, as long as um, you meet that minimum requirement, you can, we've got the link in our bio, Black Blood Matters UK on Instagram. Um, Click the link and then it will ask you five screening questions, which are simply kind of just checking those things, your age, um, your weight, um, whether you've been given, um, uh, whether you've received a transfusion yourself and two other questions. Um, But yeah, once you've gone through that, it's simply a case of putting in your details, registering your email account, and then you're pretty much signed up within this. it So you have to wait for the verification email to come through. But the actual yeah. sort of signing up is very, very quick.
2: Like, we're, we're talking it, three or four minutes, aren't we? Under five minutes to do that, mm-hmm. to register.
1: Literally, think of it as like setting up like an Uber account. Like it's ver- like it's personal details and making sure that your email's verified and then you're registered.
2: Right, and then talk us through your first donation. How did that feel? How did that go?
1: So I loved my first donation. Like for me, it's like something where yeah, it definitely was. Makes there me any slow, fear
2: but... at all walking through the unknown, the needles? anything that felt scary
1: so I guess the whole thing was unknown so whilst I'd asked my friends about like oh what was it like and like I guess I asked about like the pain of the needles I actually didn't know what I was walking into but I just (laughs) remember like feeling like I'm I'm going to be doing something amazing so there was a lot of adrenaline and like Mm. anticipation um but I went to a one of the pop-up um donation centers so I think it was in a it was actually in the community church hall that I'd done tuition at so that surprisingly felt very familiar it like didn't feel like completely foreign
2: Um, well that's important though isn't it that you felt comfortable and the environment felt safe Mm -hmm.
1: that's probably another myth that I should have mentioned like a lot of people think it happens in like a hospital like it it, it doesn't like there are donation centers in like football uh, football stadiums churches community centers like a lot of uh, religious like community centers um offer their space for donation i don't know whether you guys are familiar with um, dlt but there's an event that happens in london like super popular and ironically they that same venue in canary Wharf is used as a donation center so oh, wow. there's lots of like yeah spaces where um donation actually takes place so yeah that definitely made me feel at ease going to somewhere where I kind of knew what the like I knew where the toilets were like I knew um, yeah you felt safe the... so. Mm-hmm. so went in and I guess everyone was super lovely like the donation staff were very welcoming and like very much made sure that like yeah they they're aware that it's your first donation because they can see on the system so they just make sure that you know the key information and then they kind of just take you step by step through the process so you fill out the questionnaire and um, you do your health screening where they check your iron levels then once that's all well and good you're also mm-hmm. eating snacks along the way lots of snacks lots can of just,
2: like can i just squash. pause you right there the um yep. The centre in Margaret Street. Is that all Margaret Street? The kind of the the one near Oxford Street. That's donor centre. They have space raiders. And they have skips. (laughs) And they have the orange clubs. clubs They've got really old school snacks so every you of
3: out of your way yeah. specifically for that one <laughs> I, on, I
2: take it as a whole a whole day off because you've got to you've got to have breakfast and um, mm-hmm. like, not do anything strenuous at the end so I'm like get the kids sorted and I, I take it as a day out I've got me and my skills and you are in squash I'm like this is
1: brilliant um, there's also a Vapiano's around the corner from that yeah. donation center which is like my treat i I. Donation bill on a couple of occasions, just my treat. To say you, you've done something amazing, like yeah, let's you, have some pasta. You deserve yeah. this.
2: <laughs> yeah, the snacks are good. So you've filled in your form, and um, are you drinking all your water that you're meant to drink? Is it two pints yep. or a pint?
1: So you have to drink fifty milliliters slowly on, like right there and then. But yeah, they make sure, like they recommend. The more water you drink beforehand, the smoother your like the donation will go just because your veins are like super juicy and you're hydrated so then your recovery is also a lot smoother so yeah making sure that you're drinking along the way grab some snacks my preference is the proper popcorn yeah. which
0: so oh, far <laughs>
1: Good to have, like, I feel like, yeah, just where are you getting those? Shoes. Where are you? Where is because
3: I've got like a <laughs> 10p,
1: I've got 10
3: need, like a 10 piece. snack map.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what they should do. They should have like every donation center just has like a snack very unique
2: Yeah, where are you getting <laughs> the popcorn? Wow, Must so the ones one. in.
1: I feel like Bexley Heath tends to have the like, so Southeast London, but I've definitely had proper popcorn at the West End donor center.
2: Well, it must've been you eating it all
1: before I got there. I'm so sorry about that. I just like to take this time to apologize.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot,
1: then you get taken in for the health screening so they just look through your questionnaire if there's any um thing that you've checked yes or no to in a way that they just flag it up and they'll just ask a bit more details so i think that's one thing where people sometimes get nervous like, oh, what if i have to check what's i guess considered like not the right answer for things um, that's fine they'll just speak through just to make sure that for your own safety that it's fine so I've had a surgery in the past which is I think something where at first I thought okay that might mean that I'm not able to donate blood but you actually are able to donate blood depending on the surgery
2: uh-huh. of
1: course and after four months I was but in the questionnaire I had to um declare that information because it happened since I'd last donated blood but yeah, the nurse comes in and they'll just talk you through just to find out a bit more context about um the question that you've answered. And yeah, as long as they're confident that it's fine, then yeah, that shouldn't be a reason um why people should be nervous about... Yeah, like definitely be honest when you're filling out the questionnaire because it just helps the nurses make sure that this is fine for you to go ahead. So yeah, once you've had the health screening... Um, they just do the iron test which for me is the most nerve-wracking part because it's that will you be able to donate blood or will it be a few months wait but they'll do a little prick on your finger and then they'll pop it into this like blue solution and then if it sinks
2: you're good to go and that's the moment there where you're just sitting there just you and this (laughs) practitioner just waiting (laughs) and you're like will it or won't it and every time mine fails, and every time I have to do the second test, but there's always a chance. I'm like, come on, it can happen. It can happen. Just rise. <laughs> it's, you know, it's got to sink, hasn't it? And mine always rises. Yeah, sinking. So, so like when it's like floating
1: there, it's just like, okay, it's going to drop yeah. now. Yeah, that's now, it. That's moment. Yeah, or... so those
2: moments just sitting there waiting—is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after that stage, then what happens?
1: So once your iron's all good to go, then they'll take you over to the chair, clean you up. Um, They recommend that you kind of like do these like uh, exercises with your hand. So like I love to take a stress ball with me, so I'll just be pumping away on that. Um, They pretty much, yeah, clean you up and then it's time to donate blood. So they pop in the needle, which... Again, I find the iron test more daunting than the actual needle test the, mm-hmm. than the actual uh, insertion. Insertion is that the word when they insertion. insert the needle. Insertion. There we go. <laughs>
3: Amazing.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, they pop the needle in and they take your blood at that point. So that typically takes between five minutes to ten minutes, depending on. How quickly your blood flows. I have been racing through them in my last few donations, so I've kind of
2: you've got, like a personal best. <laughs> <I don't...
1: laughs> yeah, I'd like to think so. I don't like, like I don't like to brag, but I'm kind of kind of good at this whole blood donation I don't thing. I'm gonna have to test.
2: I'm have to find myself next
1: time. I feel like it's a fun thing to do like but the first blood drive that we did we kind of had a competition between us obviously like you can't actually do anything to improve other than um be squeezing on your stress ball but uh, healthy competition's never a bad thing um, but yeah so my donations tend to take just under five yeah. minutes which kind of just goes to I, I only say that to just show like how quickly like, yeah the process is like most people like think that oh, okay you're going to be there for hours and hours but the actual like part where you donate blood is very quick and like the majority of the process is just making sure that you're hydrated and well fed so that you're after you give blood you can pretty much just return to normal and other than a treat on your way out mm-hmm. you can just get on with your day again
2: nice brilliant so
1: what's the big deal exactly (laughs) and this is the thing like when people do donate blood, like all the experiences that I've had with first time donors like their shock is oh my gosh that was a lot easier than I expected like I thought it was going to be this whole process but it's kind of like a oh is that it sort of reaction where it's just like yeah that literally it's that simple it's that smooth and it's not scary at all
2: Mm. So from running the platform, Mm -hmm. what would you like to see change? Like if you had a magic wand, long-term change, what would you like to see happen long-term? And then maybe anything that we could change right now that mum's listening could take action today. But first of all, long-term, if you could could wave your wand, what would you like to see implemented to make this whole... Because like you said... It's that easy, so what what long term do you think in your opinion needs to happen from the dissertation, and everything that you've learned from running the platform
1: mm-hmm. so like long term, I just would love it to be something that we see as part of our culture, like something where we don't see it as like something that other communities do, like something that we are um, like everyone can say oh yeah i've I've a donated blood or like I know a donor, like it's not this thing where it's seen as. I guess sometimes it's either taboo or it's just not a conversation we have as a community. Like, I, I'd love it for it to be something that we just do, like, as a community. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah like, it's normal. Like, it's something that we, yeah, it's part of our culture. Um, is something I'd love to see long-term. And I guess, like, short-term and linked to the long-term is just more conversations, more people either if they don't know about why there's a need for more black blood donors like talking about it like talking like either finding out the information or like understand because I guess some people just don't understand what sickle cell is so kind of just starting off with from whatever point you are whether it's like you're relatively aware or like not aware at all just starting off by learning more and then talking to each other more about these things because a lot of people are impacted by either sickle cell or any other health um condition which may mean uh-huh. that you need blood donation and I guess probably something more relevant to this audience, like blood donation and blood transfusions if there's a complicated pregnancy.
2: Yeah.
1: It's another reason why we need blood donors. So
2: hmm. you
1: really never know when someone you know or with, like whether it's a personal thing like when you might need blood but everyone whether you're a blood donor or an advocate everyone can do something so starting off by just learning about it and then yeah. talking to people like raising awareness where you can invite in the conversation and kind of keeping the conversation going because I was like laughing with some friends the other day like our parents just like the only reason my parents speak about blood donation is <laughs> when it became you. part of my dissertation but even okay. that like when I first asked them about it it was a kind of like oh like what? oh I don't want to talk about it why do we need to talk about blood mm. but African and what's parents... your heritage so I'm Sierra Leonean so you said
2: that right so yes tell, tell us what so uber supportive then now they are like as soon as I mentioned like oh but it's part of my
1: dissertation African parents you mentioned anything to do with education and then they're full on board so (laughs) it was the first conversations were slightly uncomfortable but like it kind of just highlighted the fact that there's an issue in our community that we just don't like to talk about blood which another thing I find really ironic because I'm Christian and going to church we talk about the blood of Jesus, like like blood isn't taboo in of itself. Mm -hmm. We're just very specific when we want to talk about blood Mm -hmm. and inviting and opening up those comfortable conversations where we can talk about it in relation to our health. We can talk about it in relation to something we're doing towards sickle cell awareness and it becomes comfortable and not something where we kind of just don't want to talk about it. yeah, is why I say like short term, like something that we all can do. Like we can all either register to donate blood or talk about it, advocate, raise awareness. Mm-hmm. Be that like even if it's just a post here and there on Instagram, like you never know who's going to see that post and who will inspire because like for me it was my friend posting on Snapchat which inspired me to become a blood donor and like my friends talking about her and her boyfriend's uh trends. So yeah just creating those conversations because those will plant seeds that you genuinely don't know where they can go but it will have an impact in some way shape or form
3: so how how often can you give blood like if I gave blood this month when would be the next time that I could do it
1: so for women we can donate blood every four months and for men they can donate blood every three months
3: interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's it's faster than you think, isn't it? As in you can, sorry, you can do it more often than you think.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you think there's anything around the educational institutions? Like, could we be having some education on this? Like, we're coming Mm. into this knowledge, it feels like so late on in our lives. And Mm. maybe the schools could do something here we could talk about sicker cell we could talk about the importance obviously we can't donate like you said to your 17 but we could learn about it and get ready for it do you think there's anything that we could ask of our institutions so there's something that I think it was I want to say
1: March this year but it was definitely at some point this year they did announce that um again I don't want to the wrong information but i want to say key stage two and key stage one they um have introduced it to the curriculum so actually talking about blood donation which
2: what so donation or sickle cell or everything
1: so that one um was specifically blood donation but i think part of that is talking about the need for a blood donation which naturally part of that conversation is sickle cell and in relation to like making that connection because I definitely remember learning about sickle cell at school but it was in like chemistry where Mm. you kind of just like learned about it and then moved on to like the next thing that you learn in that curriculum but like making that clear connection between this is a genetic disorder and this is like blood donation is one way of treating and managing it so then it's not that surprised that you learn like 20 years later that oh okay all this time I can be doing something but yeah I think that was something that was really really
2: that's really progressive that's Mm -hmm. really good to hear that's good that's good and lastly just to any mums listening what do you really want them to take away from this conversation so i'd say the fact
1: that everyone could do something like whether you're yeah. able to donate blood or whether you're not able like to donate blood everyone could do something so being like being aware that there is a need for more black blood donors and either taking a moment to find out whether you yourself could donate blood or just finding a bit more like finding out information about why there is that need so the fact that there are these subtypes that are more common amongst us from african caribbean um heritage therefore when it comes to finding more compatible blood the more black blood donors that we have the more compatible blood we have for black patients Um, so yeah speaking to your peers speaking to your children making sure that there is that comfortable conversation so if your children ever ask oh mommy i saw a advert for blood donation they know that they've got a space to kind of talk about it and yeah. not kind of shy away from those conversations because it means that they will have that confidence to, yeah, become a blood donor earlier. And the earlier you become a blood donor, the more lives you can save. And I think that it's a beautiful thing to be able to do in, for as long as possible. Um. so, yeah, I think that's one thing. So, yeah, everyone could do something. So kind of, yeah, whether it's an advocate or a, being a donor... Pick your, I don't want to say poison because it's something positive, but, but
2: do yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a really nice, that's a really nice thing to say. That's a really nice, yeah, it's a really nice message. And lastly, what is coming up for you next? I know you, well, I saw your slider cuts. I'm not sure if you saw the Sophoma, but Georgeline did a blood, did you do an event or a blood drive at slider cuts? So at slider cuts, the barber's.
1: So the slider cuts event, so we called it the barbershop takeover. Oh, um, no. I love it. <laughs> so that was a um, awareness event. So I don't know whether you guys know, but when it comes to blood donation in our community, like it's us females that are yeah. holding it down. Like women are more likely to yeah become a blood donor. Like black women specifically, um, uh, we're more likely to give blood. So but whilst that is the case men can donate more more frequently than women as well as the fact that their iron levels tend to be higher so they kind of make really good donors because of that because they're less oh, likely to be deferred um because of iron but all that being said they're just not donating in the same numbers so the reason why we chose a barbershop was to yeah get men talking about blood donation so yeah we tried to make it as comfortable as possible so they're getting their hair cut and just kind of asking them about sickle cell asking of them about what they know about sickle cell as well as whether they're aware of the need for black blood donors like what their thoughts are what their reservations are and yeah so that was like what the event was
2: Um, amazing and anything else coming up for black blood butters, UK? So,
1: we just had a uh, blood drive over the weekend, which was absolutely amazing. And
2: been well looking
1: at like the videos and like the photos that have come out of that.
2: I'm so oh. excited
1: to put them on our socials. But Good.
2: is that nice? I'm, just taking a moment looking back at what you've done, what you've uh, achieved, yeah, and like. Cause I guess you never know, like when it, like
1: it's a difficult conversation to have sometimes encouraging people to donate blood and that like, you're competing with like parties and like lots of things that could they could otherwise be doing on the weekend. and um, so to actually get people in donating blood and like realizing how easy it is and posting on their socials and getting their friends involved, um, it, it's always a really warm theme, feeling, especially as I've got friends that have sickle cells. So I I, I know the impact, like, I know...
2: You're seeing
1: it, yeah. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, so we just had that blood drive, and that does actually mark the last, like, in-person event for 2021 for us. But hopefully that, yeah, it won't be too long till we have more events next year. But one thing I always say, like, on our platform, if you ever have any questions or, like, literally anything just message us and we'd be more than happy to answer, point you in the right direction. And if right now I'm up in Durham, but if I'm in Durham and if I'm in London at the point when anyone else wants to donate, I'm always up for either organising small groups for people to donate as a group or if you just want a friendly face to donate blood with, I'm more than happy. If that's going to be the reason why people like, like have enough confidence to go to a donation center i'm up for that as well um but yes hopefully yeah more events and just like more more conversations and more spaces that people can learn about donation in a fun way that just resonates more with our
3: community yeah i love it i love how you're just normalizing it and you know just just sort of making it comfortable for people to to do it and to learn about it as well it's great mm-hmm
2: thank, thank you. you thank you George, Lena, and thank you for everything you're doing it it is important it does save lives and you are helping to do that so just taking a moment to celebrate you because it's not easy doing everything you're doing and running this platform so thank you, thank you. yeah thank
0: you, thank you so for much being
2: thank here thank you for the support oh you are welcome it, you're welcome it we not got enough time, yeah. would it be okay if I
1: asked you, like, what inspired you to become a blood donor?
2: Yeah, I... What inspired me? Well, my father died of lung cancer. I'm sorry. So sorry. he... Thank you. He had blood transfusions. Um, mm. But I kind of... That wasn't really a driving force. I think similar to you. I mean, it, it helps as I was going through the process. But similar to you, my friend donated and i got into it when my housemate and in student way back when student times um yeah and then when i started donating i just loved it i like Mm -hmm. um selfishly charity makes me feel good so Mm -hmm. it feels like the one of the purest forms of charity like i can i know where it's going i know Uh, what it's doing mm -hmm. um so I just like doing it and then the more you give you get the little cards and just feels it mm-hmm. feels nice and and like I said I I genuinely take it as a little half day for myself and mm-hmm. the center I go to is in central London so I um have a quick look around the shops and the imagination <laughs> and take it easy and might like, get you know a child or something but I um yeah I take it as a whole as a whole session but it is important. Um, mm-hmm. We all know people that are affected by sickle cell. And mm-hmm. it, um, it's something that you can do. It's something that I can do. And it's easy. It, mm-hmm. It's not asking that much. And I actually think it's, it's so easy that, that, you know, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, like you, want to normalize it. I'd love my kids to donate. I'd like it to just be something you do every so often, and then just not be a thing. Um, yeah, so when my kids are, are old enough, I would love to let them see if they would like to donate. But yeah, that's what inspired me. Lovely. Yeah. And
3: FOMA, uh, you mentioned that you had donated, or you Tried did you try to? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so initially, I went, I think it, it was, it was just so that I could help people. But um, when I was younger, one of my friends in secondary school we kinda lost touch, but we were good friends while we were in secondary school, but she passed away from sickle cell and that sort Ooh. of just, you know, it made me think like what what things can I do to help? And I thought, Oh, you know, giving blood would be a nice thing um to do, something, you know, fairly easy that I can do to help. Um So, yeah, I think that was kind of the the main thing that kicked it off for me. And I guess even after that, I always sort of get messages every so often from, you know, a child that's got sickle cell. They're doing um, a drive for, you know, blood donors, black blood donors to come together to try and find if they can, you know, get a blood batch for someone. Or there was there was one around bone marrow as well so it was just things like that that I thought okay you know really I need to just try and make sure that I'm going Um, but yeah I'd not been my youngest is 20 months old so I've not been sort of recently but last year my dad died from um, prostate cancer Um, but during his illness he was losing so much blood that he had to have so many um blood transfusions and I think that's kind of where it really clicked for me just how important it was you know that we are donating blood just the amount of transfusions that he had to have um during the time it really just you know it was kind of mind-blowing yeah
2: um it's to see it there and there. yeah yeah the trenches, that is a pint of blood and it goes so fast it goes so it?
3: quickly really yeah. really mm-hmm. quickly Um, So I think that was one of the things as well that really just it really hit home to me that this is this is and it's life saving. You know, you see the Mm -hmm, difference mm -hmm. between when before you have the transfusion and after you have the transfusion and just, you know, just what it does to the person as well. So I think those were, you know, those are sort of two main areas that really sort of, I guess, made it hit home for me. You know, this is really something very, very important um, that we need to try and do
2: oh sorry to hear Mm. your loss thank you thank
3: you
2: amazing ladies well again thanks so much georgeline keep us up to date with what you're doing tag us in anything so i can share and um yeah if you do any drives just would love to be involved and support anywhere i can so please do let me know dope black mom's If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.